hi, and welcome to the Tell It Like It Is, the Kingdom Way. And you can guess who I have with me today by the intro and by everything else. My favorite, oh, my only brother, my baby brother, Apostle Calvin Cook. This is Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology. And we are here to provoke you to think the way that you think about the kingdom of God, the way that you think about you. And we ask you to share this program, push the share button, call your friends, your enemies, all these other people, whatever it is, and share with them. Because what he is going to release to you today, what he is going to impart to you today will change the way that you see things. So Apostle Calvin, come on down, come on up, come on over. There you are. Oh, I forgot my hat. I forgot my kingdom hat. So I have to put it's amazing to me, uh, my dear sister Apostle, how when you introduce me, I got to be your little brother, which means, uh, amen. I, I submit to my role. <laughs> God today. No, you just kidding. Here we go. <laughs> well, hello, if hello. Said, if I said my favorite brother, then you would let it be known. I'm your only brother. And so uh uh, uh my baby brother, I mean that's oh, who you are. I'm so. good, I'm good, I'm good in my skin, whatever you want me to do. So, so, where are Just, we going today? Where are we going? Oh Where man, going? I am telling you, I had a, we went to Prayer Mountain Saturday, and we had an encounter with God, and AJ, he messed us up because see what we've been doing, we've been pursuing after God, after the pattern that He has shown us, and not after what we see operating today. And some people would say that maybe you're a critic of what? No, I'm not. I'm not criticizing anyone. But if, if, if the pattern's been given and you see it's not being followed, it should concern you. And I'm concerned that uh, the church has become a man, uh, a man idea rather than God's original design. And, 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 and the, 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 the original purpose of God was to have a son in the earth that he had given over the work of his hand, that he would walk in domain. He would walk in dominion and he would execute uh, what we call replenishment he would execute uh, multiplication he would walk in the place called subdue subduing that which he had uh, authority over and uh and he was going to be multiplied in this process there's going to be a multiplicity of dimensions of god would be scattered throughout the earth because of this one man's life that he had given him and the man was in two components male and female he made he them to have dominion over the works of his hand. And since the fall, things have gotten pretty crazy. And uh, one of the things I believe the church has taken on the wrong pattern because they're listening to the wrong voices. They, they have lost the frequency of God and they picked up the frequency. When, when Bobby Jean Merck was coming in to preach at our church, and at one time, her and I were very, very close. And you know how the enemy, he brought a riff in between us. It wasn't anything that she did or I did. It just, things happened. But when she was flying in, she got alerted and she called me immediately. Hey, when I was coming in, God showed me the principalities over your city. I said, what did he show you? Greed, power, greed, power, and intellect. 
because we have scientists here. We have think tankers here. We have inventors here. And we have some of the wealthiest people in the world live right here in this valley. And they have no need of God. He said, that's going to be the greatest thing that you're going to face when you're dealing with the people of, of, of this city is that those those dimensions of, 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 of strongholds that are in the mind and systems that have been built uh, with by these people that have those strongholds. Amen. And this is what we're doing. And here's what's happened, body of Christ. Many of those strongholds have come right into the house of God and found a place. When the Bible says give no place to the enemy, the enemy has come into the things of God and found a foothold in the things of God and how it's being presented to the world today has a lot of flavor of the Silicon Valley, has a lot of flavor of the business, has a lot of flavor of greediness. Come on, somebody. And it has a great flavor of men striving intellectually to have a spiritual pecking order of who's going to control the dominions of God in the earth rather than by his spirit, saith the Lord. And so these are, and this, and this thing can only be given to a son. That's what I'm talking about today. Uh, it's, uh, this is my son, and I'm going to show you the son. And this is the only, this is the only one that can do these things that God's asked to be done in earth. It must be done through the son. That's what we're going to talk. About. That's what we find in a tabernacle. Well, I'm going to take you there and show you that there's a discovery that each one of us was supposed to be on our way to find one thing. It was the son. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. There's only one thing that we can be legally. I want, I want you to hear me, body of Christ. There, there's only one thing God is going to allow us to manifest in his house. He'll turn your tables over. He'll, he'll, turn your, he'll whip your tables. He'll turn your stuff over if you make his house a den of thieves. If you steal away the purpose of God, he'll turn your stuff over. Say that again. Say that again. If you violate the purposes of God in the house and you turn it in something that's contrary to his purpose, you'll have to turn your tables over. You'll have you, to. You said something the way that you said, if you steal away the purposes of God for a thing, that he would have to do that. That is that is just that's that's earth shaking. That shakes the flesh of the earth. That shakes. This is why Adam could not be allowed to have domicile in the garden because he changed the entire pattern of the vibration of God in heaven was supposed to be only done by the spirit. And Adam says, no, I'm going to rule your domain through my soulish realm, through my, I, I, no, not, my, not your will, God, but my will. Uh, you said, don't eat. I'm going to eat. I'm going to exercise my appetites. And I'm going to operate your kingdom through my appetites of greed. Come on, this with the intellect. Come on, somebody. In control, man-made systems, bishops, uh, 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 apostles who are out of place, who want to rule the people, bishops who want to rule, kingdom structures that want to rule, uh, 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 denominational headquarters that want to rule the people. Come on, they want to come. They want to be the God of the people. And the, and the one organization says, we're the apostolic. We're the, we're the five-fold ministry. Our organization is the five-fold ministry. No such thing as your organization being any. Anyway, because we've done these things, God will not lift the burden of corruption off of creation until the sons of God manifest. And I'm going to talk to you about that. 
There's a lot of damage been done that we're doing damage control. When I was in the military, we had to have damage control drills. We had to pretend like a bomb landed and hit the thing. What would we do? We had to pretend that things got flooded out. What would we do? Then they would set the building on fire and put us in there and say, now, what do you do? Now, what we found out is when a building's on fire, you go down to the bottom of the the floor because all the oxygen is at the lower level and the smoke is rising and people would jump up and get in the smoke and choke and almost die rather than follow instructions to go get the Holy Ghost, which is at the bottom in humility. See, that's why we had to go down. Everybody that went down lived, and everybody that went up got choked half to death. See? My and, so, God. and so God put, anyway, let me move on here. Come on, so, please. So when, we're, when we're moving in this thing called the kingdom of God, we're only moving for one thing. We're only living for one thing. We're only, our whole purpose, our whole mandate is not to join the ministry, to join the choir. It's not to join the ministry to be part of this club or this woman's group or this men's group or whatever it is. We've told the people wrong. The first priority is go see the king. The first priority must be to go see the king. I must interject something right here. I want to tell this audience, I want to invite you to give Apostle Calvin if the Holy Spirit through Apostle Calvin to give him a blank piece of paper. Because if you try, if we try to add this to what it is that we think we already know, what you're telling God is this, I want to stay where I am. If you, if we, myself included, will open ourselves up to allow to say, I know nothing, just like Clink did. I know nothing. I want you to put this in me so that you can, so that it can eat whatever it is that needs to be eaten out. If you will do this, if you will obey these orders that I know I got from the spirit of God, and I never interrupt him like this, but this is imperative that we do this, that we listen in a, in a different way. The Bible says those that have ears to hear, those that will obey, have ears to obey, let them hear so that they can do. So I, I submit that to you. You do what you want to do, but I submit that to you. Go ahead, apostle, please. What I'm suggesting uh, to you is that we have made up church in a man-made manner. We use Antioch and we use those models, but we modified them. We have so much church activity. We have people joining all kinds of things that that does not bring form transformation. It brings competition. Many churches been been split because somebody wanted to be the pastor. So they took somebody else's sheep that started their own work or they were dissatisfied with the way the church was going. And they didn't, no one let them be over a department of the church and no one let them to be. This has nothing to do with why we come into this. This is stuff that's contrived out of the minds of men. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Most of the problems we have is because we're out of order. God never, he, the first assignment of the body of Christ was to get the believer to their God, to get them to their God, that therein their God would blend and become one. They would know their God more than they know the preacher. They would know their God. And then out of knowing their God, he would give them the riches of his glory, which are manifested in his gifts. But what we want, we want to manifest the gifts without knowing the God that has the glory that gives us the gifts. 
And people are enamored with church work, but they've never learned how to do the work of the church. And so we're learning now. We're going back to the elementary. The, the original design of God was Adam and his God were there alone in a secret place. They were there abiding together, walking together on a daily basis until he could manifest dominion life out from his father. He could outwork that life. And the earth recognized the DNA of the footsteps. They recognized the DNA, the, 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 the what is it? The divine nature of Abba. It, it, it recognized the, the nature of Adam. And it also, when the devil put his footprint in the garden, it also rep recognized the diabolical nature of the adversary. All these things were, the, the earth was so sensitive to God. Anything that wasn't like God, it picked it up. Are you understanding? That's why it's groaning under, under the corruption, because corruption was never its portion. God didn't create the earth to have corruption. It, it, was, it was created in righteousness. Uh, it was created for man. Amen. And man was created for the earth. Amen. Now, let me go, because, see, and God did this through sonship. He tells us in Hebrews, uh, there's an order. This is what I'm going to talk about. That's why you got to have the tabernacle. Put that tabernacle picture up there before I go off, because I'm getting ready to go off. And I mean, I, I know I can't get this out today. I know I can't. This is the, this is the tabernacle in frame. This is the tabernacle. The outer court is not the tabernacle. It's the court of the tabernacle. All the work of death and self, that's done out in the dirt. They didn't have floors. They had dirt, because that's where sin represents it represents that god can't have anything like that in his presence Not, no wood all the wood was burned outside and all the, come on somebody and the wood that was inside was covered with gold that was god flesh can inherit this place you see this place here is surrounded and it's protected by cherubim it's surrounded and protected by gold the anointing uh, everything but here's what i want you to see this is the place of your anticipation. W listen to me now. I want you to hear me. This is the place where you become a manifested son. The, you don't go in the church to be nothing. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me cl clearly. By the spirit of God, listen to me. We have played with this long enough. The only reason you're here is to manifest the life of the son. The whole creation is waiting for you to stop playing church games and positioning and jockeying for positions and titles and walking around here, calling yourself this and calling yourself this and not representing the son in the earth. It's the son that the father said, I'm well pleased. It's the son that says, listen to him. He's my son. It's the son where the heavens open up on three occasions. This is my son. My son, it's my son that will manifest and destroy the works of the devil. It's my son that will lead you and guide you into all uh, uh, righteousness. It's my son who is the shepherd you shall not want. It's my son that I've asked you to glorify you, even prophesy to you. In the book of Romans, I told you that it's been pre-known, predestined, that you be in the image of the son. The father God said to Jesus, you are my son who I'm well pleased. And Jesus said, I 
can do nothing except I do it for the Father. And if you've seen the Son, you've seen your God. I am the invisible replica of that which is invisible. I have made the visible known. I have made the visible seen. You can believe God. If you believe in me, you have seen the God in which you believe. And I'm not manifesting anything else in the church but the life of the Son. Uh, let me go on here. And there's two words for the son, wehas and wehasia. Wehas means the fullness of sonship. And wehasia means you've been adopted to be that son in the earth. It, in Romans chapter 8, it says that he, the spirit of adoption, he, we now can call him our father because you were orphans, but now you have a daddy. And for all of you to keep blaming everybody uh, because you didn't have a daddy and you can't live right because you don't have a daddy and you're malfunctioning because you don't have a daddy. Jesus said, I broke the spirit of adoption uh, of orphanage off of you when I adopted you. I broke those curses of, of, of rejection and abandonment from you when I told you to call me your daddy. And I only allow my sons to call me daddy. And I told you, you can call me daddy. You can call me Abba Father. You don't have to search all over creation for your daddy on these generational DNA chases trying to find out who your daddy is. I'm your heavenly father. And you're my son who I'm well pleased. Now, let me take you. Amen. What does order mean? It means a body of people united with some common bond, a group of persons upon whom an honor has been conferred, the honor of the son. Remember, in Romans, it's not that you be conformed singularly. It's a word that means jointly conformed together, jointly formed together, jointly. That means as a corporate body that, that can be recognized as the body of Christ formed together. That means there has to be a unity, and we can't get unity without community, and we can't even get community unless we take that word out the center of that and come into union with the one who brought us together and jointly fitted us together. Because remember, the Bible says that Jesus set his body in order as it has pleased him. You don't get to pick where you go by. Listen to me. Every one of these boards on this picture of the tabernacle was set there by the master builder. Every one of these pieces was put together by the master craftsman. No one says, well, I don't want to be over here, and I don't like the, that color of the board over here, and I don't like that. No, these boards are a representation of the body of Christ were set in order as it pleased the Father the master builder. You see what I'm saying? Because he's not after your ministry title. He's not after your prophetic utterance. He doesn't care whether you ever prophesy, but he, he is concerned that you have not represented him as a son. He's, he's concerned about the church going after everybody but the son. Talking like everybody. Everybody want to talk like their, their favorite preacher. Everybody want to act like and preach like they go to school to sound like the same. They pray the same. Why? Because they don't have the voice of the son or the frequency of the father. They want to look like a man, talk like a man, even got women talking like men. My God, my God. Like women. Not the even skinny jeans on and the spiked here with that feminine look has gotten into the pulpit. That's not the son, body of Christ. 
My God, let me go on here. So when these components are together, the reason he put this together, because out of the insemination of your purpose of coming into Christ, you're supposed to be producing a son out of your life. You're supposed to bring a, be bringing a son out in the outer court. Now, they're not a black frustrated preacher, not another white frustrated preacher, Hispanic preacher, because nobody recognizes your anointing and your church didn't grow the way you thought it was going to grow. And you're all frustrated. Nobody's paying you. He's not concerned about that. What he wants and the reason he allowed you to be isolated, alone, forgotten in the booth in the dark by yourself, because he's looking for a son to come out of your life. He's looking for a son representation. The earth is not waiting for another good man, good woman, a good person. The earth is waiting and crying out for a son of God to manifest and that many sons would be brought to glory. Now, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why before I can go on here. We don't need to change any more order. And I can go on about order. The, the Hebrew language defines the word order to cause, to shake, to intent. Uh, it means uh, in the New Testament Bible translate as secession. The Greek rendering of the word is it means an arrangement. It's a blend of these three ideas. We are structured people with a specific goal to accomplish. This goal is energized by the power of an endless life. In other words, Christ is offered us eternal life, which is an endless life. And that life is only found in the sun. Come on here. Are you tracking with me? It's not found in ministry. You don't find any um, a, a life getting in the pulpit, preaching. You don't find no life prophesying everybody standing them in line, praying for 300 people. There's no life. And that the life is found only in the sun. Amen now. Now, at the very beginning, God did something in Psalms chapter 2. He said, I will declare the decree. Uh, the Lord said unto me, Thou art my son, this day I have begotten you. He also said that in Acts 13, 33. So we see a witness of the fact that God's declaration for the answer to creation, to the answer to your church growth, to the answer to your healing, to the answer to your deliverance, to the answer of your marriage, to the answer why you're dysfunctional, to the answer why you feel rejected, it, that answer is found in the son. When the herb had an issue of blood and God looked down out of Ezekiel and saw that your blood was polluted, what did he send? He sent the son to dry up your issue. It's always going to be the son that solves the problem of creation. And the son of God in you wants to manifest the life of the creator in you. So if you can, you can, uh, what we say, frame your environment with the word of almighty God. That's what he wants you to do. Now, let me, oh, Lord have mercy. Hold on here. How much time I got? You have barely, five, you have four minutes. Oh, Jesus. Okay, here's what you can do. You, <laughs> you can talk about framing what you just spoke. What you okay. just spoke, you need yeah. to open that yeah. up. Okay. Yeah, because if I try to go. You know what's so funny about this? This is what I said to myself when I was driving over here. I said, I'm going to be calm to make sure I get it all out. And I'm going to be real slow in my delivery and uh, and all that. And I didn't do none of that. Oh, brother, you already knew I, that. I, you I'm excited you, about this because God, know, go, I'm excited because something's happening. About Christ. God is not going to let, let us lay in the dust like we're asleep. Awake thou that sleepeth. And I will yeah. give you a real rest. You're sleeping in something that, that is, it, this doesn't uh, uh, work out to be a rest for you. 
When you rest in darkness, which means you you rest in ignorance, it's just like being in darkness. Whatever you don't know can become your enemy. So when I talk about framing, the Bible says that the whole creation, let me read it. He who is the image of the invisible God, talking about son, the firstborn of every creature, and before him all things, he is before all things, and by him all things exist. What, what do you mean? Listen to me. Jesus spoke everything into existence, and he holds everything up by the power of his word. And God is saying, he said, the worlds are framed in Hebrews by the word of God. He's telling you, when you walk in your sonship, instead of accepting what you have, you get to frame the world you live in. You get to frame. Come on. I didn't say you weren't going to go through tribulation. I didn't say you weren't going to go through problems. But once you have that thing framed, I got a picture of my daddy. And every time I think about how blessed man he was in my life, I go look at that picture and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm more thankful about it every time I look. And when you frame the picture of your future, when you frame your life with the word of God, then that thing keeps you alive because the word is spirit and the word is life. And anytime you paint a life picture, listen to me. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it because then I, I won't be able to explain the whole thing. So I'm going to constrain myself. Uh, before I try to go any any further with that. Okay, uh, then let me, allow me to uh, ask. <laughs> I got indigestion now because I couldn't get it all out. Oh, no, you don't have indigestion. You, you, you'll be able to get it. I got it spiritual out. indigestion. Don't tell me I don't have spiritual you indigestion. You don't have spiritual have. indigestion right now. You just, you just, you just kind of got damaged. No, this is for real. I got spiritual indigestion. <laughs> My God. I want to get this out. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. And you will be able to because oh, on the next program, you know what's going to happen? You're going to get right to the point. I'm going to help you to okay. deal with the spiritual indigestion because what's in you, but everything that you did today, everything that you have brought forth in, uh, to us and, and the people, I guarantee if we will listen to this, you need to listen to this over and over. Here's one of the problems with the body of Christ, what we have done. We have listened to something and say, I heard that. Apostle Cal taught that. No, it was the spirit of the living God that brought this forth. There is no man that could have brought forth this revelation, this illumination, this uh, impartation all of what has happened today this was done by the spirit of god because he wants us he wants us to walk as sons in the earth he wants us to manifest the jesus there's, there's the no of us to be in there that's the answer to creation that's the answer to america that's the answer to kosovo that's the answer to ukraine that's the answer to china who the son of god that's the manifestation right. of the governor, the king That's of kings right. and the Lord of lords. That's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the answer. And that answer is found in his people. And the people want to play. They'll kill you over who's pastoring what. They, they'll, they'll, some, 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 some deacons carry guns because they don't want the wrong man in the pulpit. See, this whole thing, this whole thing has nothing to do with God. This is. Uh, uh, we're gonna get to. We're gonna get to the meat of the matter on our next program. I promise you. I will. Help my baby brother. I will help Apostle Calvin. Oh, I will help him with the spiritual. Oh, when we come back the next time, 
when yes, we're yes. here to tell it like it is the kingdom way remember this this is the kingdom way this is not his way my way your way this is the kingdom way if you desire to give into the ministry you have all that information on there if you decide well you know there's no sense in contacting people if you're not going to obey what's been done so uh you know we can forget about that so we'll be back next week when we're here to tell it like it is the kingdom way bye bye Wave goodbye to the people. Oh yeah, but I'm still I'm still Hi, this is Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology, and I am still so hyped up from last week. I get to be on this program with my brother. Let your friends, your enemies, let your family members, let all the religious people, all those religious demons, all of these things, let all of the people know that Apostle Cal and Apostle Baker are on releasing the things of the kingdom. You want change in your life. We're here to provoke you as to how it is that you really think about the kingdom of God. So remember to share this with everybody. Remember, this is tell it like it is the kingdom way, not man's way, but the kingdom of God way. And uh, come on, Apostle Cal, and we're going to stick right on target. You're going to talk about that tabernacle, I mean, about the that, that place and that picture and all of those things. We're not going to talk about what hasn't happened. You laid that groundwork right. last week. You're going to get right to the point. Uh, yeah. Get rid of that spiritual indigestion that you have that I say you didn't have, but you do have because I heard you belch. So go ahead. You know, when you don't get what you have in you out, uh, as a minister, Dr. Baker, you know that it's it, it, it'll get on you. You get a release. That's what I meant when I say it. And so, but let me get right into this because uh, this has become my passion. Uh, I, I realized the era of my ways in church because I was trying to uh, introduce the kingdom of God like a business, like some kind of enterprise where people come and get busy about the work of God. And that was never God's intention to get people doing church work and getting them busy doing the work. What God's intentions were and will always been his intentions was to bring his children into transformation. There's three kinds of forms. There's there's conform. There is uh, uh, you're being uh, reformed and then there's formed. The, each process of the be conformed by the renewing of your mind and being uh, reformed back to your original form. Watch this. And it's only when you're formed can you represent the form that you're being formed like. This is why Jesus, who is the form, placed the seed that guarantees that you be like him. And so what we're after is no other form. And when we're out of form, he gives us a word for the renewing of our mind to bring us back to the form that gives us a right to have dominion in the earth realm. See, that's why the Bible says, Dr. Baker, that uh, Jesus was marred more than any man in Isaiah. What do you mean he was marred? I thought he took on the, was, yeah, but listen to me. When man fell, the image he fell from, 
He took on an image that he was so far away from the image of God, he was marred. He lost the image of his father. He didn't look like his dad. You know, some people, you see their kids with them. Oh, you look like your mama. Oh, you look like your daddy. Oh, you look like your grandfather. But when Adam fell, he, he was marred. So what Jesus had to do, he had to take every person that fell in Adam and take their marring and take it to the cross. And he had to be marred so that you can look like him again in his image. So the whole purpose of the church was to get you back to look like the sun, to operate like the sun, to be like the sun, to move in the earth like the sun, to have the language of the sun, to have the mind of the sun, to have back in order of the sun to come back into dominion. And we've done everything in the church but that. We've done everything. Let's not talk about the problem. Let's go on. Let me show you why this is significant. This is significant because he wanted to have a priestly family. That's why he comes back and tells you uh, two places in the Old Testament. One, he said, royal priesthood, uh, holy, generous, peculiar people under me. 19th chapter 5 and 6 talks about that. Comes back in Second Peter and tells us to not, oh, you a royal priesthood, a holy generation to show forth the praises of your God back into your priestly priestly call, back into the order of Melchizedek. There's an order about what we do. Everything's done decently and in order. And the only way you can manifest sonship is by following the pattern of the son. Now watch what it says. It says, so Christ glorified not himself to be made a high priest, but he said unto him, thou art my son today, I have begotten thee, and said also in another place, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So the first thing was revealed was that he was a son. And the second thing revealed was the son was a priest and he was an anointed priest. And no man can change that order, Dr. Baker. We are sons and we know when everybody in the church is in the prayer ministry. I don't know what you guys are talking about. There's several ministries you can join. There's only one ministry that's going to produce the life of the son. And that's the life of the priesthood he calls you into. It's called the law, the royal law in Romans chapter two, verse eight. That's the only law that God is going. He said he, he said he fulfilled all the other laws that were against you, nailed them to the tree, handwriting of ordinances that were against you, except there's one law that's against you. You must love your neighbor as you love yourself. That And that's only, he said, there's no greater love than to lay down your life for your friend. That's the royal law. That's the law of the priesthood. That's the law that every member of the church should operate in intercessory prayer. I'm moving, let me move on. That's not why I'm here to teach that, but I'm tired of everybody talking about we've got a prayer ministry. No, everybody's the prayer ministry. How are you going to have one body of Christ and everybody's doing 2,500 different things? There's only one body by Christ, and that body is a praying body. That body is a priestly body. That body, come on, is the body of the Son, and the Son is an intercessor. My head is given directions here and my body must follow. If my head is interceding, that means my body is an interceding body. How do we get all this stuff? Because we got this stuff out of the heads of men rather than the mind of God. Empty heads cause empty lives. And that's what we got. A bunch of people that are not fulfilled. They need to be delivered. I'm going through. My mama did this. You don't know what I'm going through. But wait a minute. If you entered into the vitality of the prayer life of Christ, he would deliver you in your first meeting you joined. The moment you get into the seat, 
where the Christ is interceding, that living God interceding, you get delivered from everything that's been against you. Because if he be for you, who could, let me move on. I'm getting, I'm moving on. I said, I'm moving. Let me get out of there. I got to go out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Because I won't get it done if I don't move. And so every time Jesus went somewhere and did something like the baptism, the first thing the father did, he said, this is my son. And the baptism is his release to bring the creation back into image, to bring his sons back into the company, which is the image of God. And even when Jesus transfigured before them in Matthew chapter 17, uh, 2 and 5, he said, and Jesus transfigured before them and and his face did shine as the sun and his raiment was white as a light. Amen. And so uh, we found out last week that, that word son is we host full grown. That's the only time Jesus name is mentioned. He's, even when he was a child, he was called a we, a we, a we host. Because he was born. This, I, I try to say this. I know this is not too deep. But when Jesus was born, he was fully mature. He was a spirit placed in the body. That spirit, a part of him was fully mature. It could not get any closer to being God than it already was. What Jesus had to do. Watch this. I'm going to show you how heavy Jesus is. He stayed in that little body until that body grew up to be what he was. And then that body had to learn how to carry that glory. Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God because he was God. And he had to learn how to carry God in captivity because everything inside that man was still held captive to sin. My God, and he had to learn. He had to learn how to carry himself among that foul humanity, the depravity of men, to go through the suffering of a fallen generation who fell so deep in darkness. Yet he took on that form as a servant of the living God, so that he could deliver you, because you were not like him anymore. So he had to become like you, so you could be like him. And he, you could not get his form until he took on yours so we so we what you're are you saying this so now we just the opposite have to learn how to walk and carry that spirit how we are to be that sanctuary that tabernacle and carry that spirit until that flesh turns back into spirit until that part of you becomes like him that's what he's talking about. That's it. Okay, say that again because and I. So that part, let me give you an example. When you, the Bible says that we're lively stones. All right. So what what was he saying? In, he sees something inside that stone, and like a and like a sculpture, what he'll do, he'll remove the parts of the stone that hide the picture of what he wants to bring out of it. So he'll chip away at that stuff called life and flesh and carnality until one day he can reveal you as the finished work of the son. And so that's what he's talking about. There's some stuff in you. That's why he's in you and you're in him. He's working in you so that he could sculpture and cut and chip away on the stony parts of your heart and and every part of you that's not a picture of him, he has to bring it and keep it concealed until the day that he can reveal it to the world as manifested sons of God. See, that's what he's talking about. Now, let me. Okay, 
All right, let me move past that. Now, this is going to, I'm going to take my time with this part. This is the most important part that I'm going to tell you right here. Remember we talked about Psalms uh, 2. It says that it was a decree from heaven that thou art my son. Yes, yes. Okay, this is it right here. This is what gets us rolling here. This is what gets, now what's this? How important is is it to have the heart of the Father God? And how important was the Son in the heart of God? Watch this. If we go back to the beginning of time, when man existed, there existed nothing but God, watch this, who is a spirit, we will discover something uniquely important. We will find that God is, is, is a thinker. He contemplated on the idea, one which may be summed up in one word. God had one. He said, look, I'm going to create man. And the first thing I'm going to do, I'm creating me a son. Come on, I want you to get this in your spirit now. That's God. He didn't have another. He could have said, I'm going to create a, a this. But he said, I'm going to create a son. Now watch, watch, watch. The son is God's purpose. His resolve. His design, his aim, his intentions, his predetermination, Romans 8, 29. He predetermined, he foreknown you to be conformed to the image of a son. That's always been God's predetermination that you, my dear, you, young man, would be a son. He is the idea kept before God's mind as an end to all of his efforts and actions. His son is the image of the invisible God, Colossians 1.15. He is before all things, and by him all things consist. Listen to me. Jesus is holding you together right now. It ain't the government. It ain't Bush. It ain't the Democratic Party. It's not anybody. It's the Lord God Almighty through his son holding everything together right now. Uh, you need to hear what I just said. He's holding you to get you wanted to commit suicide this year. You wanted to give up the ministry. You wanted to walk away from your marriage. You wanted to give up everything, but he held you together by the power of his, oh, Lord Jesus, the power of his son. Let me go on. All created things that are in heaven and on earth were made by this son. Come on here. This son is the greatest expression of the existence of the father. He is the character, the dignity, and the radiance of the invisible God. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Now, he wants you to look at your wife and tell her, if you've seen me, you've seen my God. Have I been a husband that you can see God in? Have I been a wife that you can see the son in? Have I been a person? Have I been a minister? Have I been an individual that people say, when she talks to me, I see the son of God? That's what we're supposed to be doing. Not a woman's ministry, not a men's ministry, not another messed up thing that gets people sidetracked from the purpose of being sons. Don't get mad at me. I'm not against women ministry. I'm I not. Think people are getting glad with you. I think that what's happening right now is that you people are becoming free. I think the people are becoming to realize that we have to walk in this alignment because there's no other way to go than God's way. It's his plan. It's his planet. It's his us. It's his. Go ahead. And the son laid aside his own glory. 
and took on himself the nature of the seed of Abraham, fallen man, a lying Abraham, a deceiving Abraham. That must have hurt a, a righteous God to take on uh, uh, anyway. He was made like unto his brother that he might be merciful and faithful high priest pertaining to the things of God. His name is in his flesh and blood form is Jesus. Jesus is the exact visible expression of our Father God localized in the manifestation of Christ, the Son. Yeah, he's localized. Jesus put it all together and presented the world a son that looked like his father. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say something to you. You can sing in the choir and you can do all that stuff you call church work and it doesn't change who you look like. You want to get a Grammy Award, you're singing for awards and you're singing for doves and you lost the glory of God in your song because you're not singing for the king anymore. You're singing for somebody to recognize you. That's not the image of the son by the Christ. Amen. It's the image of the son that Peter walked by in his shadow. It was, it was the image of the son. Peter don't have any power in him, but the son he carried had power to raise that, to heal those on the side of the road. See, it's the image of the son. Christ made God known. He declared him. That is considered him out loud unfolded him and rehearsed his message of life before the creation. He is God's display of himself. Jesus is God's display of himself. Christ is God's explanation of his thoughts. I want you to see. That's why he said, let this mind be in you. He, why do you think? Because that's how God thinks like Christ thinks. He said, let Christ, the creator of everything and holds everything together, let that mind be in you. Why is that? Because, uh, because uh, Jesus is the full expression of God uh, and, and Christ is, is God's purpose. This purpose has always been unbending, unalterable, unyielding, and unchanging. Both God and his purpose are eternal. Neither of them can ever be changed by any circumstances. Now, we can, uh, we can look at uh, Romans 8, 29. Let me read it again to you by Christ and, uh, because it's important that we get this and not misunderstand what it's saying. This is the final day prophecy. Listen to me, prophets. You're prophesying all kind of stuff, but it has nothing to do with the sun. It's like somebody else's prophecy besides the last day. No, this is the last day prophecy, body of Christ. Let me give it to you. It says, and we know, that, oh man, our God speak to us, that we know that uh, everything worked together for our good, them that love God. Watch this. For, for they, we are called according to his purpose. For whom he didn't foreknow, he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Watch this. That we might be the firstborn of many brethren. Why is this essential? Do you know that God is working together for your good on your behalf, if you can say without reservation that I love God. Now, some of you can't do it. Well, then all things good or bad, as we perceive them, are working together for our good. Why? Because God's purpose is to conform us to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. These three words come in mind, form, transform, and conform. 
the form is Christ, for he is that which is formed in us. Galatians 4 19. He is formed through the transforming and the renewing of our minds so that we might prove what is good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Watch. The end result of this process is to bring us into union with the original form. The original form, not church, y'all. My God, have we messed people up. People have lost their mind because what they did to them in the church, what they did to them in the organization. I know some angry black women because of what the denomination did to them, and they lost their form. Get back on track. Well, I'm just trying to help you understand where I'm going. When you're out of form, you do uh, you look like Frankenstein monster. The end result of the process is bringing us into union with the original form. Christ is the original form. This truth is contained in the idea of being conformed. This is a people in complete union with the form. You cannot be in union with the form if you're not going to get renewed your mind. See, we're playing games with people. Uh, you got a ministry of healing and you ain't been conformed. You got a ministry. Of, you can't. God's not going to give you his power and you don't have his form. You can't. You listen to me. Just because you go on a missionary trip don't mean you got that you got his you've been conformed. You could travel the world and still be you. It doesn't, you must be conformed. Wow. You got to understand what I'm saying to you. And that conformed what? Not to church bylaws, not to now, but to the image of the son. The answer, my dear brothers and sisters, is the son of God. Let's get on our face before God. Put traps and all over the kingdom trying to find purpose and understand. He told us right here in Romans that it's been proposed and before he knew you, knew you then when he, you were chosen in him, what you would be. And that, my ladies and gentlemen, was the image of dominion that's only found in his son. Only place you can find this power, this grace, this mercy, these giftings operating in optimum operational power is in the form of the sun. I have a question for you. Yeah, I hope I can answer it. Of course you can. Okay, we're, we're, you're speaking also to people that have spent all this time being a prayer warrior being somebody that says that they're laying before the the, uh, uh, the altar of God, doing all of these things, but still have the form of the adversary rather than the form of God. So if you would speak to the fact that there is a difference between that pretense of that relationship with God and laying before God and doing that, you know all the religious jargon, you know, you taught, you, I mean, we've been in, at any rate, I want you to go there. I want you to talk about authentic, authentic and who authenticates. It's him, not us. Yeah, you know, I laid before the altar for 20 years looking for ministry. I look for open doors. I look for someone to approve of me. I said, Father God, I love you. Love me back by opening some doors. Do this and I didn't know that I wasn't, my prayer life wasn't predicated on what I got to do for him, but what I became for him. And I said, I began to see God. He loved me so much. He told me the truth and I, and it broke my heart. He says, it's not about you being anything. I didn't call you to do anything for me. The mandate on your life is to become a son. 
And you have to understand something, Calvin. I told Jesus that he was my favorite son. He never did anything in ministry. The thing he did that I was so proud about it, he was my son. He didn't do any works. I came out of heaven when he got out of that water. And then I said, this is my son. He hadn't done any ministry, Calvin. Why are you trying to do all this stuff to prove to people that you got, that you're anointed and that you got all that? Why don't you wait on me? Why don't you wait on some manifestations of his character and his nature? You want the you want the gifts, but what about those other important components that come with his life? Why are you so anxious to go out there and let everybody see what you can do rather than who he is? Did you not know that he's the answer, Calvin? So it changed my life from seeking things for me and seeking things that will change me from him. And people say, yeah. and then I and then I asked the pastor one time, Doctor Bear. I said, "Well, how do you how do you get all it? Because we had a big old beautiful church." I said, "How did you get all that big chandeliers? They were beautiful." He said, "Well, uh, I, I preach the word, and uh, the people come." I said, "Well, what else do you do?" He said, I, "I take care of the poor, and because I take care of the poor, God gave us this." I said, "What else do you do?" He said, "I stay in God's face." I said, "But well, give me give me something. Give me tell me something else. Do you do? What else you do?" He said, "That's it." And so, and I said, well, wait a minute, let me go back and talk to God because these guys on the television are saying something different. And he said, don't ever pray for yourself for anything from this world. He told me that. So my wife and I, we've been doing this for 40 something. We've never got together. Let's pray for a new car or house. Or, I, I, you know, we never prayed for anything for Calvin and Dolores. Me either. Me either. Never, never, never have. Never said, oh, we need, never have. Even when we needed something, we made sure somebody else got it. We made it happen for somebody else. And God says, Pastor Foreman told us, whatever you make happen for somebody else, God will make happen for you. And all these years later, that's what he did. Mm -hmm. I want somebody here. I remember so, in the very beginning, I didn't do that. I didn't know that. And then after a year or two, I found that out. You don't and pray for stuff. I don't see, pray for stuff. I don't, I don't. I don't. And that 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 has changed. I mean, that that just gives me the life. That gives me the life. Even when I was sick, I did not pray for this and this and this. I prayed. I prayed that I could see him. I prayed for. I mean, you know, that I wanted to see him in me. That's right. You know, I think if it's not too late for us to go back into the Holy of Holies. We didn't show that picture today because all that structure that we saw before last week was only for that you to be there because that's where the life of the sun. Let me let me show you. Let me, let me try to say this. See, we thought that the life would come from us being in front of the people and, and, and being maybe the lead singer in the choir or the, maybe the choir or the praise leader. But see, the life that God promises comes from that holy of holy place. That. And for those that abide under the shadow, he told us, I will say to the Lord, warfare, come, but it won't touch you. Come not. Why? Because you, you're in that place where the lions will, nor the ravenous beast can come, can't find you. That's in that place where you're being transformed to the form back to dominion. <laughs> and, and the enemy says, no, you, you all need to get busy. Because you ain't proven that you uh, you earn your salary as a pastor. You ain't you haven't done enough. You ain't visited enough people yet. 
You don't deserve none of this. You don't deserve this. Look at you. You're not doing enough for me. That's what that's what the enemy's telling him. No, no, no. He don't want you to do anything for him but change to be like that's the son. It. That's it. That's you gonna take, that's gonna take you some time in in that place called the Holy of Holies. And and will you please get into that next week because we're out of time. And if you will start, you know everything that you have done. I I I know it has been lined up online because if uh, all of these things, people keep talking about how they spend all this time in the Holy of Holies, but their lad, their life looks like the unholy of unholies. So I really believe that I know what you need to get out of you, but I know that you have ministered to God's people these last two weeks. And I am so looking forward to what God will bring out of you next week when we're uh, here. Well, we got to spend time with purpose, not just spending time and then come out and tell everybody how much time you spent. There you go. We'll be back next week when we're uh, here. Time flies fast when I'm with you. We're, yes, it does. When we're, I love you. I love, I love you. you. <laughs> we thank you for joining us, everybody. See you next week when we're here to tell it like it is the kingdom way. Bye-bye.